0: From Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the Humpty Dump truck, big wheel wall crumbler money did talk, yours probably be a mumbler. The bumblebee color, cush burning in the bubbler Puff brother rocks ducky, but it's uglier on that other stuff I'm saying no, win, only about 175 I sound like a heavier guy, but we high, so high five Behind the nice thighs when the sun beaming Flicking off the old blue demons hoodie And Woody Allen couldn't see it with his
1: glasses It's on. the week of Friday, January 14th, 2011 And this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. To her immediate left, Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Behind the wall of glass on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line, all the way from the blistering cold of Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. How's your weather up there?
2: It's it's a little chilly. It's yeah. uh probably around 40.
1: Aren't you guys Unpleasant. about you're you're about to get that uh, blast that hit the southeast, aren't you?
2: Yeah, it's it's uh snow is pretty miserable. Like the the last time it snowed was Christmas night and it started snowing, right? And everyone's like, "Yes, it's like a Christmas miracle, you know, white Christmas literally within, you know, less than 24 hours." people are going insane in their house and hate stuff. (laughs) You know, like, I, you know, this is like Siberia. Like, I I went to the Farm Fresh parking, like like the grocery store here is called Farm Fresh, like two days after Christmas. Like, 30 days, uh, like a month of, of goodwill towards men and Christmas spirit was... Totally erased by a foot of snow. Like people were screaming at each other. It, it was like cars were sliding around. It was the Thunderdome in the grocery store parking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a
3: question. Farm Fresh. Yeah. Is everything from the farm? Like no bags of Doritos or any processed foods?
2: Oh 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 no! That would never work. Doritos here. not oh. from the farm. I, I would Doritos. never. I would ne- <laughs> I would never go to a place that didn't carry Doritos. Okay, well they should change. It, it's their name. just a clever. It's just a clever name. Yeah. It sounds like I a, guess it's not that clever. Yeah, they, also <laughs> have food, they, they also have a food the other big the other Farm Fresh's big competitor around here is Food Lion.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we had those and down here, but they went out of business oh, because their lion. meat was tainted. It was mm-hmm. tainted. Yeah. And so you would sh- think you would think if, if
2: if Food Lion served anything well it'd be meat. Right. <laughs> Just lion. <laughs> yeah, all you can buy is lion meat. Yeah.
1: No, if it's a food lion, it's all like the things that the lion would kill and conquer. So it's all like antelope Peoples? meat and yeah. zebra meat, things mm. like that.
2: Nice and Yeah, Wayward safariers.
4: <laughs> yeah, they, would have, they would have stayed in business if that was their model.
1: When, when, yeah. I, when I was uh, in Africa a couple years ago, um, my last day out or two days out, we stopped through Kenya in Nairobi and so we had meetings uh, the first day and the second day we had a flight at the end of the day we had nothing to do so we went over within an hour of Nairobi there's like all these uh, reserves where you can do safaris and stuff so so, uh, three of us went and and rode out there and went on this huge reserve where they had pretty much all the big game and stuff and so as we go in the person tells us that our our guide tells us that we're not going to see any lions and we're like, well that's kind of the reason we came out right, here. Right. And he said, well, it's because oh. we've removed them all. That's right. We had to remove them all because the game uh, the, the head you know one of the head guards, you know, whatever, was eaten by a lion, right? <laughs> what? So yeah. so then so then they found like they found the person being eaten. So then they hired a replacement because that person, died. you know, Horrible. died. That replacement got eaten by a lion. So no now way. they've been. Now they have a taste, and so they had to kill all the lions and remove them, or they remove them and kill them. I think because they, they had a taste the, for humans. They
4: moved them to animal kingdom.
1: Well, here's here's my question: <laughs> Here. Who's applying for that job as the third replacement? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, how, how desperate oh. for work are you? You know?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like. Um you know, uh, the the plus side of the of the job is you get to be outside. You know, if you like wildlife, this is the job for you. Just to let you know, uh, there is about an 80% chance at this point that you'll be eaten alive by a lion.
1: Within two weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah within two weeks. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, so horrible. anyway. But great benefits. Yeah. And, and um, actually, Kenya uh, is where they own Food Lion. That's where yeah, the corporate him. headquarters are. Yeah. <laughs> Little known fact. Little
2: known fact uh, yeah. Well, people stay in line if they work for, for Foodline. You know, you don't get out of line there or else something might happen and one day you might end up accidentally being eaten by a lion, you know? That's right. That's their... Yeah. It's, it's a, no, no, one ever, no one ever working for Foodline shoplifts from them. Because... <laughs> you all have, yeah.
1: So some places have like, at night, when they shut the place down, they'll have like big dogs guarding the ground. So, so in your world... Lions actually are roaming man, e-
2: man eating lions. Roam the aisles of the grocery store. The, the lions for burglars. The lions in Kenya
1: who got the taste for human flesh are shipped over mm-hmm. to food lions stores mm-hmm.
4: here in the US. It keeps, you know, them from the eating, it keeps them from eating the Doritos, so yeah, it works out well. Right.
2: Yeah, you know how at the front of like a Walmart store they have like the, a, the elderly will like greet you. But really, I think their real job is to watch for shoplifters or like the guys at Best Buy who look in your bag to make sure you didn't slip an iPod in there, you right. know, when you bought that uh, uh, new CD. At Food Lion, they just have man-eating lions that will just devour people who are even suspected of <laughs> shoplifting. See,
1: I thought you were saying that they would, like Walmart, have the elderly greeting people and then the, the lions would eat them as snacks or something. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Okay. What happens well, I'm not going to put anything past food line at this point well, they, they serve yeah. antelope meat for our
4: kids. Instead of Doritos I like how you said the elderly were snacks It's not even like a full meal Well they're not really meaty yeah. you know, they're, they're usually less they're than usually 100 frail. pounds Yeah, yeah. Frail <laughs> a little bit
1: yeah. Thin um, This is a odd intro to a great podcast uh, Later <laughs> in the podcast we have coming up uh, An interview and spotlight on a great group Called Green River Ordinance. Elise talks to them And after that, we uh, grab the editors and look inside the new issue of Relevant Magazine, the January issue, which uh, just released. So stay tuned for that. Up first, entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, January 18th. We have new releases by The Decembrist.
4: The King is Dead.
2: Wouldn't you put all your releases out in December? I was about to say that. Yes,
4: they're, they're off. They're off. They were off by a few weeks.
2: I was gonna say, I mean, it'd be one thing if this was coming out in June or something. They're like, it's not worth waiting. They couldn't have put it out in just a few weeks earlier. Those
0: music labels, lazy, yeah, Yeah. running behind. That really would have been
4: great. Change your name, Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now they're the mid Mm -hmm. (laughs) January's. (laughs) <laughs> well no, this December ist kind of references like it's gonna be close to It'd December. Be, That'd
5: December-ish. Ish. not is December ish. I know
1: December <laughs> is Okay, so the December are now December the, ish. December-ish. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. James Blunt's coming out with some kind of trouble.
3: Some kind of trouble. <laughs> <I don't
4: know laughs> is that the title <laughs> track? Hold yeah. on. James Blunt's saying you're beautiful, right? Yeah. Okay. You're beautiful. Just real quick, oh, okay. I mean, that annoying yeah. you know, song that got yeah. played. I yeah. mean, like the train songs are getting played uncomfortably on radio these days. Well, <laughs> just a quick aside, the You're Beautiful is about a guy whose heart's broken by this woman that like leaves him and cheats on him or whatever, but it's got that refrain, You're beautiful. Well, my brother Joe gave my mom that song for Christmas one year. <laughs> And what do you mean? Gave it to? Like he No, no, no! Listen, it. he was like, I, mom, "Mom, this is a gift for you." This is, this, <laughs> he like gave her the song and said, "Like, this is how I, I hope you feel awkward." This is how <laughs> I feel about you. But he hadn't really listened to the whole song. He hadn't. He didn't have a gift basically, and came up with this cheese ball, awful Christmas morning, like danced with my mom no. in the living room. No. Yes, too, you're beautiful. But here's the deal. He, it's a breakup song. <laughs> it's a breakup song. And hello, it's your mother. It's he danced with her on
2: Christmas morning.
4: Is, mother, isn't there like a line your about? Do
0: that a lot.
4: Um, <laughs> touching. We're we're close. <laughs> uh, they were all. Whole, have you seen whole that schooled. SNL uh, sketch schooled schooled. where everybody makes out with everybody? Yeah, their yes. family. Their family. No. That's Christmas. Uh, that's Christmas and the Lovelesses. That sketch doesn't feel uncomfortable to me. That's all I'm gonna say about it. You're
2: beautiful. But my, my favorite my favorite James Blunt story, uh, uh, you know Noel story? Gallagher. There's a lot. Uh, There's a the, lot. Formerly yeah. of Oasis. Um, he he had his home in London, England. You know, he's he's a big shot over there. And uh, you know he, he's not re- oasis no one really cares any over here anymore but over there in in, in the uk you know they're still somewhat of, uh, you know large personalities anyway james blunt bought the house next door and noel gallagher when he found out said he's essentially forcing me to move because there's no way i'm going to live next door to james blunt
3: <laughs>
1: the me. guy that's
2: saying you're beautiful i'm not living next door to that oh man um,
1: yeah. Also coming out, Brandon Heath with Leaving Eden. Uh, is that his record label? Is he on Eden Records? No, I don't know.
4: That's a good question.
1: It's his last album in his contract.
2: Um, he, he, fa- he found out they were releasing a Decemberist album in January. And he's like, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm no leaving
4: leaving Eden yeah. It's the neighborhood, actually, where Noel Gallagher was <laughs> living <laughs> with <laughs> James Blunt. Yeah. yeah. He's leaving. Living with he's leaving.
2: The, the development. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. yeah. Eden.
1: Uh, then uh, lastly, the Smith Westerns are coming out with Diet Blonde. Those are words to live by. Mm. Diet plan. I thought that was a certain diet that you were referencing. Diet <laughs> diet mm. Uh Movie releases coming out on Friday, January twenty first. The Company Men, starring Ben Affleck, Tommy Lee Jones, and Kevin Costner. What? Have you guys? I haven't I heard haven't about seen
3: this. Anything about this? What's this called again?
1: The Company Men.
2: Kevin Costner allowed back in movies. Isn't this about <laughs> the
1: financial crash? Like it's a film. It's not the documentary. Sounds faintly familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even
4: know.
2: I stop listening when you say Kevin Costner yeah. <laughs> You lost me
4: Unless he's on a sea or swinging a golf club <laughs> I don't want
1: to hear from him No Strings Attached starring Natalie Portman, Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Klein, And The Fall of our, the Morality of Our Society
6: <laughs>
1: um, And The Way Back starring Jim Sturgis, Colin Farrell, and Ed Harrison
3: I'm not happy with those movies Where's it
1: like? uh, It's called No Strings Attached it's that movie with Ashton
0: Kutcher and Natalie Portman are best friends and they sleep uh, together. A guy and girl try to keep the relationship strictly physical, but it's not long before they learn that they want something more. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. That is the
1: definition of chick flick. If I were just, yeah.
4: If I were just going to come up with something off the top of my head, Maya. That's how you describe. <laughs> a, a chick, yeah. A chick. A chick flick where the physical connection isn't enough. Right. You have to have the emotional. But there's a James Blunt song in that movie. Oh god. <laughs>
1: Alright, well that'll do it for your entertainment releases Up next, Slices
0: Down low. This relevant podcast is brought to you by the Forgive, Don't Forget campaign with Prison Fellowship. When you get a Forgive, Don't Forget t-shirt for a $25 donation, it also covers the cost to put a new dress shirt and tie in the hands of a guy who's just getting out of prison so he has something to wear to a job interview. You can get a shirt, give a shirt, and find other ways to remember those in prison at forgivedon'tforget.org. slow down even if it's only to escape. just stop.
1: you're listening to Gorillas featuring Daily. the song is Don Comatic it's playing right now on Relevant FM and if you want to watch it if listening isn't enough it's not Relevant TV at the beginning of the podcast uh, you heard Travis Barker featuring the Cool Kids, the song is Jump Down. Now, it's playing on Relevant FM and Relevant TV. Now, Travis Barker, you're saying, wait, I know that name. Yes, it's the drummer from Mm -hmm. Blink-182. He has a solo album of him playing drums and then he has groups come, you know, sing. So, like, in this song, it's the Cool Kids. So, it sounds like a Cool Kids song. It's not. It's a Travis Barker song. mm -hmm.
2: So, it's like Santana with drums.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like a Santana album. Are they original songs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's... Hmm. It's like a Santana album, but not covers.
2: Hmm, so. Yeah, except except there's not like a signature uh, classic Latin guitar solo blazing through the whole song. <laughs> it's just drums.
1: Okay, it's time for Slices. Jesse, what do you have?
2: Well, uh, th- this, this individual is getting a lot of uh, press lately, which is kind of frightening. It's a real-life superhero named Phoenix Jones. Um, and... Uh, He's part of a coalition of real life superheroes uh, that roam the streets of Seattle, keeping it free from crime. Well, they they try to keep it free from crime. There's still lots of crime there. Um, And he was recently in the news. uh, Well, one just having a real life superhero, and he's got a pretty legit costume. Like he actually looks like maybe a superhero from a movie. You know, he's got like the muscles like carved into like the the shirt. You know what I mean, like Batman does.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but and he carries like a taser. Uh, he apparently it's a bulletproof vest, and I think he has a like a baton too, like like a not like not like <laughs> a, a gymnast baton? baton, or yeah, but or uh, but but like one that he can hit people with. And he he recently uh, got in a fight and had his nose broken. Uh, What's the big news about Phoenix Jones? Um, so it, he, he came across people fighting, and he tried to break up the fight by holding a guy in a headlock until police arrived. Um, but one of the other guys pulled a gun on him and then punched him in the nose. So uh, it wasn't all that effective. Um, but he's part of a growing trend of these real-life uh, superheroes. But, I mean, essentially all they do is walk around and literally look for trouble.
3: Does he have any superpowers?
2: Um, dorkiness. (laughs) Uh, But but I don't know if like, uh, you know, like I said, he's pretty much looking for trouble. But if I was a bad guy, and I saw this guy just walking around, you know, I think I would be tempted to to mess with him. And I'm not the type of guy to actually to go up and just assault him just to make a name for myself, you know. But because he's so big <laughs> on, like, vigilante justice, I would be at least mildly tempted to, like, vandalize his car, you know, just to really stick it to him. You kind, um,
3: you kind of want to be one of these guys, don't you, Jesse?
2: Uh, let's just say there's no way I'm Phoenix Jones. How would you suggest that?
3: Not him. You'd, you'd create your own superhero alter ego and...
1: Called the food lion,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I literally devour people. I mean, that's why. I, I but but I, the criminals I go after are exclusively shoplifters from grocery stores. Yeah. You
3: could be that that um, NBA mascot that dances and then eats people. Have you
2: seen <laughs> yeah. like, those those things are awesome. By yeah, the way,
3: that's what you could be. I
2: guess they're, dress they're up like a lion. They're, 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 they, they they play at uh they, I've seen them at a minor league baseball game yeah. and each one has like a different uh like the, one of them like the fish one eats people and like spits out their clothes but each of them, <laughs> them has a different name one of them is Ken Giraffe Junior oh no no <laughs> yeah. I do think they're all pretty bad I yeah. do
4: think what's great about the the local superhero guy is someone is finally taking advantage of the uh, citizens arrest. Uh, wow. capabilities. Like do I, I don't time. think yeah, when I hear these stories, I'm like, why am I not arresting people more right. often? Okay. So yeah. ever since I've seen that episode of Andy Griffith, okay, where sure.
1: where, yeah. where yeah. there's a citizen's arrest. Yes. I think it's Gomer going it. after Barney five mm-hmm. when he does an illegal U-turn mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. Citizens arrest. citizens arrest. And he's running down the street <laughs> after yeah. him. Um, I always wonder: Is this actually allowed? I is this for real?
4: Shaq's a sheriff because I think it. Yeah. Well, he's a, you can do you can do anything now, but he, Shaq but he is went a sheriff through school. Steven Seagal, he's on a re- he's a lawman. No, they didn't do anything, but someone gave them a key to a city, so they've got like a six foot key so they think they own the city <laughs> and they have a plastic badge they picked up at Target somebody gave them. But, but, so it's but,
2: easy. Uh, but celebrities aside, yeah. I, I think Cameron makes a good point here. Let's say I go out and someone's breaking into my car. Right, okay, right, right, right. And, and can I place them under arrest? Zip ties. Well, you I zip think, ties? Yeah,
1: you'd have to have some sort of restraining device on you. Yeah.
4: But Could I tase them? I don't know. If Can you, you said citizen's arrest, Okay. okay. if you yelled it, if yeah. you yell it loud enough, someone it's has like to cl- a rape whistle. You have to,
1: <laughs> you have to have an alert <laughs> yeah. to say uh, there is a citizen's arrest happening right now. Yes, well,
2: see, I think we have a concept of it. Like Michael Scott's concept of declaring bankruptcy. Of <laughs> I <laughs> declare bankruptcy. And yeah. he, he thought all he had to do to <laughs> declare bankruptcy was to actually verbally declare it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's more to the citizen's arrest. Yeah. Like handcuffs. Am I allowed to use handcuffs or finger cuffs? Or is that assault?
1: That? Is that assault right. on another c- citizen? Yeah, I don't is know. that
2: abduction or right. or, or something? You know? Well,
1: I don't know that you have to abduct the people. In your them, car. What do I do with them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you somehow put your handcuffs on them. What, do you put them in your car and drive them to the police station? Yeah, well, then, because then at that point them. it's an
2: abduction. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. And, and what kind of evidence do, do you have to have? Some research what, about, what about probable cause? If I just suspect someone's up to no good. Or what if Can you I, see somebody
1: rest- shoplifting Doritos at a grocery store? Mm.
2: I think the only logical thing to do is uh, to throw them to a, a live lion. <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> Could you get in trouble for that? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I mean, these are holes in the Constitution, I think. So, I, think we need, I think we need a lawyer on the show to get to the <laughs> bottom of this.
1: So as I sometimes do when we sit down to record the podcast, I'll tweet that, hey, we're recording the, the new podcast. Do you normal. want me to say anything? I haven't done it in a few months, so I just did it because I got <laughs> bored while Jesse was doing a slice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, I'll say that. And so so a few people, I, there are a few announcements I need to make real quick. Okay. Um, Jake Garrison uh, would like his cheap roommate to please turn up the heat in their apartment. He lives oh. in Austin, Texas. Hmm. You should um, get an
2: electric blanket. Is it cold in Austin?
1: I don't know. I didn't
2: even know Texans had heat. He had heaters.
1: <laughs> but we're getting a lot of people saying some some variation of you should somehow lament the fact that Florida is the only state in the country today that doesn't have I know. snow. I read that. But I'm going, listen, while you guys are in four feet of snow, last night when I was riding my scooter, I was a little chilly. You know, you were I a mean it's chill. it's like it's like mild discomfort. How, yeah, how is this? How is this a bad thing? I'm still yeah. riding my scooter. What are you doing? <laughs> Housebound because you're, you know, don't your city shut don't down.
3: Don't be jealous of us. I, in our
2: I ain't jealous of snow. Sixty,
3: 60 degree weather.
2: <laughs> anyway, no, no, I, I don't like snow at all. It, it's nothing but a nuisance.
3: <laughs> it's pretty. We can see it in pictures.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's pretty for like the first hour when you're just like looking out the window, like, isn't this cool? And they're like, Oh man, I, I need to go somewhere and you're like, Oh, wait a minute, I can't without risking my life. <laughs> you know? And
1: also, uh, happy birthday, Richard Marshall. So there you go. There's a lot more and if I uh if you find me uttering uh strange words later in the podcast, it's not because I'm drinking. Yeah. Okay. Let's do <laughs>
4: Uh it's, uh, it's been posted, I uh, found a place that's uh, posted the five strangest laws that are still in effect. Okay. I always find these interesting and fascinating. Um, do,
2: do, does any of them have to do with citizen's arrest?
4: No. Um, what
2: about abduction and feeding to live lions? Well,
4: <laughs> there is actually a connection to a couple of things you just mentioned here. Uh, number five. Rape whistles. In <laughs> Ur- Urbana, <laughs> Illinois, uh, they still have a law in effect that no one has uh, ratified. I don't know, is that the word? are uh, we take it away i don't know sure. i don't know there's a lot of people that are... Mad. No,
1: ratified yeah. is when they put it into law. They put it into law? <laughs> yeah. Okay,
4: well, that's Unratified. why.
1: Yeah. Unratified? Unratified? ratified I think it's
2: de-ratified.
4: de-ratified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think college. we need
2: to get this right because if people are still listening <laughs> up to this point, they hold the law in high integrity. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's true. All right, so number five, weird law. Uh, in Urbana, Illinois, monsters must be licensed. No. Oh. So in the 1800s, 1872, actually, Good uh, uh, exhibitions, they said exhibitions of freaks of nature or monsters uh, staged for profit within city limits must first receive a license from the city clerk.
3: Four year olds are outside picketing that they have to keep that law. <laughs>
4: um, and then in Dyersburg, Tennessee, uh, they have a law that says no tobacco, alcohol uh, can be fed to park animals. Oh. So that was a big problem. It's a uh, good thing recently. that's on the books. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently there was a string Tennessee of rabbits people. that were being fed meth. True story. That's what they're saying uh, happened a lot there. Uh, And then in Pennsylvania, there's this place where um, rural drivers have to fire signal flares into the air to get cattle off the road every mile. Really? That, yep. That's
2: actually a pretty awesome law. Yeah. yeah. So all of
4: a sudden, it just looks like fireworks all day long, 24 hours a day happening in that little town in Pennsylvania.
2: Because as I found out the hard way, firing flares outside of a moving car is <laughs> shockingly illegal in right. many states. Right. Right. <laughs>
4: Oddly enough. Yeah. I'd you like go from one, a- one city that won't let you do that to a city that you have to do that. I'm like sure. Yeah. I'm, the mo- I'm moving store. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then in Clinton, Indiana, uh, you can't take a bath in the winter. It's illegal. It's on the books. Illegal now. He, I want to know the true story. I want to know the police that write those tickets. <laughs> <As> mainly, <laughs> <They> look, mainly <laughs> citizens arrest. Peeper, yeah. Peeper, <laughs> Peeper. Peeping toms peeping tom. finally get their their, yeah. their day. Uh, yeah, that's good because um, they're no longer
2: peeping tom. They're investigators.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: private investigators. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: and then uh, uh, one of my favorites was in Lexington, Lexington Kentucky, which is uh, you know it's a city that's you hear about that it's, when a when a it's legi- Yeah, it's a, it's a large enough city. They have a, a a law that's still on the books: no ice cream cones in your back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this is crazy. So besides Lexington, this was also once the law of the land in states such as Alabama and Georgia. And the reason is very simple. It was to stop people from stealing horses. As anyone who's ever seen oh. a Western can attest, horse thieves were just about the lowest no-good. Mm-hmm. Scoundrels around, some sunk yes, even lower were. by using the promise of a pocket ice cream treat to lure horses away. If caught, they could always claim the horse simply followed them home.
1: So that, that brings new meaning to the uh, kind of pickup line, girl, you got a double scoop. <laughs>
4: No, I think that's, yes, no, Cameron, I think, I think in other places you can't put an More ice cream gummy. cone in your, in your front pocket. Oh, I think, okay. I think okay, okay. Yeah. So is, uh, is that an ice cream in your pocket? Yeah. If that's in Orlando, Florida, Florida, Florida. That one's yeah. still, yeah. Yeah. you can't. You can, yeah. 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 Can,
1: yeah. 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 We can still eat There's ice cream outside because it's not snowing here. Bite, right.
3: Yeah. You get ice cream right now. Careful, I, I just careful, wonder why it's careful. limited to
2: ice cream. Like, what if you have like barley or something that horses are known Carrots? to like in your back pocket?
4: Is that a carrot in your carrot pocket? In your pocket?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or are you just stealing the horse,
6: you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: Okay, uh, Maya, what do you yeah. got? My slices.
3: I have two slices, and neither of them have to do with any of that. So I feel like I'm not continuing.
4: Come on, we we pre-planned this theme. I know of ice cream cones. Oh, <laughs>
3: oh wait, hold hold up, wait a minute. Um, so apparently Vermont people are really protective about the use of maple and the word maple. And they have a law called the Maple Law. And you're not allowed to use the word maple in any kind of advertising that if it's not pure pure maple being used in the product... Vermont
1: maple syrup. Right. right yeah.
3: If um, Like they're that protective. And apparently McDonald's new fruit and maple oatmeal is violating this law because it has... Oatmeal flavoring is what it says. Maple flavoring. I'm sorry, maple.
2: Yeah, no, no. It <laughs> <has> oak, oatmeal. <laughs> it has oatmeal flavoring. It's a big
1: bowl of maple syrup <laughs> with oatmeal flavoring. I'm gonna
2: make it. a
4: citizens arrest. <laughs>
2: That's <laughs> terrible. I-, I guarantee you, there's nothing natural in that product. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So, um, but apparently, McDonald's is taking it very seriously, and they and Vermont has given them like 30 to 60 days. Sorry, 60 to 90 days to figure out how they're going to fix this remedy, or. Rename it or make sure there's r- real maple syrup in it. Isn't that weird? That is weird. That's a weird law. How would,
4: I mean, But what are they gonna? Are
2: they gonna like force McDonald's out of the state,
4: or just I, to not be able to sell it, or maybe right. to
1: find them or something?
3: Right. They. Yeah. I think. I think it's more that they'll ban it from being sold. It's like in a
1: season. It sounds like Vermont. something's gonna
4: get ratified. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I think a ratification
4: is in order. It is.
3: And my other. um Slice is a picture. Maybe Chad can post it up. She's we'll bringing
4: a double scoop. Yeah, I like man. it. Hey. hey oh. hey double
3: scoop in your back pocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, is there is delicious. a cross-eyed possum that is going to be in a German um, zoo, and it now has um, 80,000 fans on Facebook. But look at the photo. Isn't that cute? I want to friend hilarious. it. <laughs> it's so cute. And it just always looks like that.
2: Oh, I, w- I wish God. someone actually maintained the profile and would we'll leave little status updates
3: from oh, him. Oh, it's so cute. Do you like it? Are you a fan, Jesse?
2: You- I am not I'm not a fan on Facebook. I'm 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 a fan in general cuz I've seen <laughs> him poking around the internet,
4: but uh Oh, he's I'm so a cute. Yet, but- the cross-eyed, it's possum. A cross-eyed possum. How come that wasn't cute with my friend in middle school? <laughs> <laughs>
3: only cute with that little possum. Yeah, and possums—that's the only are so time ugly. anyone's
2: called a possum cute.
3: One. Yeah, exactly. I know because
4: yeah.
2: they, they are hideous little creatures. I'm glad you brought the podcast back to something amusing because your last maple slice was really disturbing. Because no matter who <laughs> wins the court case, the people that really you lose are McGriddle lovers in Vermont. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's a lose lose for them.
0: Um.
2: Um, okay, well that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up
1: next, Green River Ordinance.
0: World Relief and Kilns College are proud to present the Justice Conference featuring speakers Nicholas Wolterstorff, Lynn Heibels, Shane Claiborne, Mike Yankoski, and many more. February 11th and 12th at the Riverhouse Convention Center in Bend, Oregon. Discounts for college students, youth groups, and parties of six or more are available. Just go to JusticeConference.com to register now.
1: You're listening to John Mark McMillan. The song is reckoning day and it's playing right now on relevant FM. John is currently in the studio recording his new album, right? Jen?
0: Yeah. They're, uh, <clears throat> tweeting pictures of the recording process. And John is tweeting personally about how hard it is for him to finish writing these songs. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that. Or yeah, not. totally. It's amazing how he comes up with great songs, but apparently they don't come very easily to him. It's a very arduous process. Yes. Green River
1: Ordnance is a band from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, In case you're wondering, their name refers to Green River Ordinances, laws which prohibit door-to-door sales unless the house owner gives uh, permission to do so. Hmm. Interesting. Keeping with the theme of this week. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Their music's been featured on shows like So You Think You Can Dance, The Hills. Uh, They've toured with Isley and Mute Math and others. Uh, They've released two full-length albums and two EPs, including last year's The Morning Passengers EP, Acoustic Sessions. Last year, they launched their own charity site, thehopegrows.com. It's G-R-O-S dot The Hope Grows. G-R-O being Green River Ordinance, right? In order to help make a difference for those less fortunate, you can check them out at greenriverordnance.com. Our very own Elise spoke to them recently. Here's part of that interview.
4: Put on your old black dress and grab your dancing shoes. Head out to the old Bot Rose and we'll dance away our blues.
5: Okay, well, I guess first of all, um, if you could just kind of tell us how the band actually got together. I know it's been a while now, but um, just how you guys became Green River Ordnance.
6: Okay, um, well, we, Jamie and Jeff Ice are the brothers in the band, and they formed the band when Jamie and Jeff, I think Jeff was 13 and Jamie was 15, and, uh, Right in Fort Worth, Texas, they were uh, in high school. I think Jeff was in middle school by the time they formed the band and played like a blues rock. And a street sign in their parents' garage said Green River Ordinance. And so they kind of started the band because they were no good at sports. Um, and so their parents were into music, and their parents actually were deadheads back in the day. And so they you know, supported them and um, sort of bought them instruments and stuff. And I joined, um, I grew up singing country music kind of, a, my, dad, my dad was a country singer, and so I joined the band when I was 16, and um, so they had had the band a few years before I even joined, and I joined when I was 16, and uh, Joshua joined when he was, I think, 17 in Fort Worth, Texas, and that kind of was the start of the band, so we all were, you know, sophomore sophomores in high school, kind of.
5: Having been in this now for a decade, is there one main lesson you feel like you've learned just from these past 10 years of creating music with Green River Ordinance?
6: Uh, I would say the fact that there's always room to learn and grow. I think even when we were in high school, we would like, you know, you, you learn a lot and you play, we, we would play a good amount. And this is kind of back when I, there was not a lot of bands in high school um i feel like today there's a lot just a lot more music but back when we played in high school there wasn't a ton of bands and so we'd have big shows and you know we kind of thought we were cool but we really weren't (laughs) we were actually terrible but i think the more that the longer we've been a band the more that we've learned you know even off our first record or the record before our major label record is just every time you know we go back in the studio we go back out on the road we take you know either the wisdom that we've you know seen or learned from someone else or we've just learned ourselves you know um just to try to make the thing better to make green. how can we do what we're doing better not just on a performance level not just on a music level but like on a people level like how how can we engage our fans better and make them feel a part of this more than they did last time and then you know that's kind of been i'd say the one theme in our 10 years is that just that continual continuous just desire to To you know, to learn, and that there's always room to grow. I guess.
0: Your
4: voice echoes off the walls. travels down these halls, which led me back to you. Um,
5: You guys also launched this site where sales of your songs can be designated for various charities. Um, What prompted that idea?
6: That was another idea that was, we'd had for quite a while and we, you know, kind of just rethinking how we could do, how we could use what we have, um, just for something outside of ourselves, you know, like what's a charity of some sort, you know, if fans come to a show. What are something, what are some ways that we can get them involved into things that we are passionate about? So the Hope Rose is kind of born and we initially were going to do one charity and then we thought, why not do five, you know, for each individual person? Because each person is passionate about different things, and so our manager Paul Steele kind of ran with the idea, um, you know. And we really weren't sure where and how people would respond, but it's been amazing. You know, we've had the opportunity to do some stuff um, with IJM, and they have us on their Freedom CD right now. That you know, the relationships just formed, and it, it just it felt for us like, you know, that this isn't just about us. Like our music isn't just about Green River ordinance. you know, the music that we make, the, the way that we use the music is going to last much longer than the actual music itself, you know, we feel like as a band, and so however long that we're allowed to play music, we you know, we want to strive for, like, stuff like the Hope Rose, and maybe this is just the baby of it, and we can go above and beyond from here, you know, so we have some ideas to even build on Hope Rose, so... Found-
5: How important do you think that is just to use your music and your position as a platform for faith or social causes or other messages that you guys are really passionate about?
6: I would say, you know, when we're lined up in the right place, when our hearts are in the right place, it's it's the most important thing. It's the reason we're here. You know, it's the reason um, God has given us what he's given us. You know, it's, he has blessed us with opportunity and uh, ability for the for his, you know, for his name and not ours. And so I would say, you know, there are times that um, the pride and, and all that stuff can creep in and this can, can become about us. Or, you know, we want to be successful. We want to have, you know, you know, whatever, a, a, a number one song, all these things that are well and good, you um, if, you know, the, our perspective is right. So I would say, you know, in 20 years when we have kids and married, you know, been married for quite a while and we look back on Green River Ordinance, I would say um, the worth of our band um, will be what we've done with the music to affect people and to affect the world. You know, I would say that that's what we're going to look back on and feel like, okay, this was purposeful. There was a worth in this, you know, not making a quick dollar or having a number one song. I think that's very fleeting and... But as much as we want it, I think we're probably conflicted on different days. Yeah. trying <laughs> you know, kind of, to the, the human part of us is very like, okay, you know, it's, it's just a battle. But I would say our goal and what we strive for and what we fight for is for this to be something more than ourselves. So. Yeah.
4: brought us down, i leave it all for this crazy little love we found.
1: That was Green River Ordinance. Check them out at greenriverordinance.com. You're listening to Chief. The song, the song is "The Minute I Saw It." Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. Well, uh, we w- we're excited to welcome into the studio uh, a long lost podcast member, Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone! And uh, our regular, occasional podcast Maya Fillin, <laughs> Roxy Weiman. Yes. Hi. I, we wanted to bring in the editors <laughs> of Relevant to uh, talk through the new issue of the magazine. If if you haven't gotten it yet, which if you're a subscriber, you have. So if you haven't gotten it yet, shame on you. Yeah, frankly. you should be a subscriber. Um, it, it, it's, fun, you know, it's our first issue of 2011, and um, we're really excited about how it all came together. And We want to tell you a little bit about some of the highlights and some behind-the-scenes scoop. I don't Ooh. have any pre-planned, so hopefully you guys do
7: <laughs> No, we'll come up with some we'll, we'll make up a few stories
1: behind the scenes scoops. We've had way more stressful issues than this one. It was stressful because of the holidays. And we had to like get it out, you know, whatever, but I'm trying to remember. The we've had some. Well, we actually,
7: yeah, and it went right before Thanksgiving, so yeah. it was actually pretty drama free.
1: Do you do you actually remember working on this issue? That was quite a while. It
7: ago. has been three magazines ago now.
8: That's Not true. three relevance, but, no. Three, no, but three relevant magazines. media yeah. group magazines. Yeah. That is true. So. And we're like almost, and we're getting so close to print with a new one that that's all I can think about. The right new now. one yeah. being March Yeah, right. for our right. listeners.
1: We work that far out in advance. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes scoop. There, yeah, you, go. there you go. The uh, the, the a, a timeline to put an issue together, yeah. four to six months.
7: Yeah. We work hard for you guys.
8: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, not specifically. For not you. for them specifically. For the subscribers. For the subscribers. Yes. For the subscribers. <laughs> yes. So if you haven't seen the issue, we, we've done nothing for you. <laughs> we do nothing for no. you because you do nothing for us.
0: No.
1: no. <laughs> um, okay, well, the cover of, of the magazine is uh, one of our longtime favorite groups, the Cold War Kids. What's interesting about the Cold War Kids is when we listened to some of their earlier albums, you know, and we're talking, we've been listening to them since maybe 06, 08. Uh, hearing some of the earlier albums, it's like really really like spirit, strong spiritual lyrics and we're like there's like like when you listen to Avett Brothers or like when you listen to Mumford and Sons mm-hmm. or you're listening to you know an uh, Arcade Fire or U2 there's uh, there's something more here there's mm-hmm. something going on here and uh, so we did a little digging. This is in the past. And uh, found out that actually these guys went to Biola University, a Christian university in California, and uh, came from, it had a pretty strong story of faith mm-hmm. and, and all yeah. that. So, you know, last last time their album came out, uh, we were trying to connect with them and it didn't work out. And um, and so when this album came out, we were, we were excited to, uh, to have a really, really interesting in-depth interview with the lead singer, uh, Nathan Willett. Yes.
7: Nathan had just a lot to say about. I think it, he he even alludes to this in the in the interview that he's kind of finally ready to talk about some of these things. To talk about growing up in a Christian home and kind of what it was like to have his parents divorced, where that was like his rock, and it really shook him and his faith. And for a long time, he didn't really know how to reconcile the two. Mm-hmm. And um, it really took going to Biola and finding um, just some other friends, um, Christian friends, to to kind of put those pieces back together. And that doesn't... And it, it's been a long journey. He wouldn't say his faith is like super traditional or anything, but he just had a lot to say about kind of his his own journey through well, that. And then
1: and he talks a lot about, you know, kind of at Biola kind of refound his faith. And then uh, as Cold War kids got on the road and more popular and exploded, kind of fell victim to the trappings of that lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of
8: drifted or lost... Well, he talked a lot about too like they were really intentional about shirking that Christian label as much as possible because like he was saying like their first the pitchfork review or their first album Kept referring to them as you know this Christian band and kept talking about their lyrics and and how right wing and, and how right wing they were and how they probably were like just you know more George W. Bush voters and they were like so they were like really rebelled against that so that's I mean thanks I, Pitchfork yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's I mean that's why they haven't really talked about it until now is because they didn't want to get lumped into that but I thought one yeah. of the more interesting things was when when uh, right after the interview happened
1: with our writer uh, roxy came in to to tell me about it and. And she said that you told me that at, at, there was one point in the conversation where actually Nathan says to our interviewer, like, like he was going so in depth about such personal, very mm-hmm. deep things, mm-hmm. things he's never really talked about publicly. He's like, I could, I think I might get in trouble for this. Yeah, he's right? like, this
7: is a really dangerous interview for me to yeah. be doing.
1: Yeah. Especially so. it was like the first interview for the new album. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. That. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the new album is actually really interesting. It's a new sound for them. They have a new producer. It's mm-hmm.
8: the it's the producer who did uh, Kings of Leon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done, he's done Kings of Leon, and I mean everyone from Kings of Leon to Modest Mouse, and I think he's done a Nora, Tom, Nora Tom Jones. yeah, Nora Jones, Tom and like a Tom yeah. Waits album. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this album, if you if you really love that kind of raw, stripped down rock of of the first couple Cold War Kids albums, mm-hmm. this one's a
8: pretty big departure yeah. sonically. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit glossier and. Has a lot more arena well, a little more so, Kings of Leon yeah. yep. hey Chad why don't we play a clip of uh, their current
1: single Well, elsewhere in the issue, we have, well, you know, obviously our slices, front matter and all that. Um, I wanted to point out a couple of our statements. Uh, One, Dan Hasseltine, the lead singer of Jars of Clay, wrote uh, a really thought-provoking piece. And I say that because we've already gotten more email about this piece than anything else in the magazine and probably anything else in several issues. Um,
8: He talks about, uh, can offensive art be Christian?
7: Yeah, and he um oh
8: here you can do behind the scenes on this what was his mm-hmm. original title didn't he have something that like has an unprintable
7: yes he, he did have an <laughs> unprintable word in his original title which felt very ironic to have to delete from the title
1: dan dan, dan. so anyway what is he Derek webb <laughs> hmm. that's funny A- anyway if you haven't read it um uh, it, we actually ran it on our website this mm-hmm. this last week yeah. and it got quite a bit of reaction yeah
7: yeah there's a great conversation going on there yeah. so and,
1: and and that's why we run certain pieces on our website it's like you read something in the magazine and it, it certain items elicit a reaction from mm-hmm. you whether you strongly agree strongly disagree or whatever and it's actually kind of frustrating cuz you can't respond to the print page so we will selectively choose pieces like that and actually rerun them on the website, so you can have a forum mm-hmm. for for venting or asking questions yeah. or whatever. And this is definitely one that <laughs> is appropriate for that. Yeah, the drop this issue spotlighting up and coming artists that we're excited about uh, is ironically the first one in the issue is Green River Ordinance, who you just heard in the last segment. Um, so I guess I don't need to really talk about them because you just <laughs> heard from them. Um, also we spotlight Lecrae. Here's one of the songs from Lacrae's new album, uh, Rehab. Hey,
8: turn Got the most high, holy ghost writer to compose rhymes. Seeing got us blind, got a cloud on our mind. I'm illuminated, opening my eyes. Now the Spirit showing me the word is alive. I was so low, now I'm so high. Regenerated mind telling me that I'm alive. And it's working, I'm so certain. Confident, he created me for a purpose.
5: Somewhere in between.
1: Uh, To hear more from Lecrae uh, a little bit more in depth, we actually have uh, an an interview with him and a spotlight on him coming up in a few weeks here on the podcast. Uh, The last spotlight, the last drop spotlight in in the magazine is uh, Bradley Hathaway. Now, longtime relevant uh, readers will know that Bradley Mm -hmm. Hathaway used to be a spoken word artist. Now he's a musician as a great band. Mm-hmm. He used to be a spoken word artist, just doing poetry, tour, you know, touring the country. And we did a book with him. He was an author of ours. Uh, we did a book of some of his spoken yeah. word. It had a CD with it.
7: It's very creative. Very, a lot of, art, a lot visuals of art. with it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we did a, uh, we, <laughs> when he came into our office, this is probably, in four, maybe it was oh five. I know. It was oh four. Um, he has a kind of a, the famous, um, Spoken word piece that he had back then was called Manly Man. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a frail little hipster kid, yeah. and, uh, and and Manly Man. And he would go to these hardcore shows. This is how he got his like. He, he's the hardcore scene was his scene, and he'd just get up before the bands, like unannounced, and just start. I mean, like he was invited, he was allowed yeah, to, right. yeah. but he would just get up and start doing poetry. And the crowds just would eat him a lot. You know, 1st it they'd be like, "Get this guy on stage," but then mm-hmm. he he'd flip them. I mean, they they loved it. But he's this little back then this dinky little guy and he had this like just outlandish piece called manly man. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when, when he came to our office, we had him perform it. We filmed it and stuff. And if you actually, it's on YouTube right now, Mm -hmm. if you do Bradley Hathaway manly man, you'll see that video. It was shot in a little, uh, eight-foot-by-eight-foot office. And, uh, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. It was funny. I don't know how I came across it recently. But, but anyway, so to see the metamorphosis or the evolution of his uh, his creative talents has been really cool. Here's a sample of his new four-song EP. We're not going to play all four songs. It's called A Thousand Angry Panthers. He
3: came-
1: All right so so that 's the end of front matter before we mention some of the features I want to point out a new feature that we 're experimenting with this issue okay you 're going to see little QR codes throughout the drop throughout you know recommends in the back, certain certain uh, maybe culture pieces in the mm-hmm. magazine QR codes what, what we wanted to do was find ways to enhance the print content so like it 's one thing to read about an artist but it 's all about hearing the artist. Mm-hmm. And, and so by uh, using the QR code, what you can do is if you have a smartphone, there's a million free, there's not literally a million, there's a dozen free QR code (laughs) apps. And all you have to do is, you know, download one of these apps for your phone and you in the app, you take a picture of this QR code and what'll pop up and fill your screen is, whatever we link to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we're talking about a film, it'll be like maybe a trailer from the film. If it's, if we're talking about when the artists in the drop, it'll be the album or a music video or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it's just a way to kind of experience different dimensions in the magazine. You don't have to get out your computer and Google it and all that. So um, let us know what you think about the QR codes. If you actually used them, I've seen a lot of Twitter references of people who, who appreciated them. Uh, Mm -hmm. I got an email from a guy who did not. (laughs) Um, He thought we were discriminating against our readers who do not have smartphones. I then explained to him that... All of the content is available for free on the internet if you use Google. Um, maybe he doesn't have a computer either. My, my, my thought was that maybe he thought we were doing exclusive content mm. that he couldn't access. And I was like, no, 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 no. It, you can just find it. Just go to the band website. And it's just that kind of stuff. And that was not satisfactory to him. <laughs> we got into a fairly long email exchange. <laughs> where he basically ended up calling me a curse word. So uh, I apologize to all of you who don't have smartphones. Was it Dan Hasseltine? (laughs) Derek what? Anyway, well, we're trying this QR code experiment. What what is this? It's actually a foreshadowing. It's a precursor to a future tablet version Mm -hmm. of the magazine, which will have truly integrated multimedia. Um, It won't replace the print magazine, obviously, but it'll be just something like as we start developing multimedia content for that, product we will also make that multimedia content available to the print subscribers if if, you know through qr codes and other things Uh, and then again we may just lose interest in them and they'll go away altogether i don't know so it's an experiment we'll see okay well let's pick
8: uh let's talk about some of the highlight features um in, in the magazine um one of the things i've seen uh get some conversation on twitter is this article by jeff cook uh called reimagining heaven you've seen scuttlebutt scuttlebutt yes i have a brouhaha
1: <laughs> really a brouhaha <laughs> about heaven? no it's there not, wasn't a brouhaha it's not quite to that someone, level yet. although
8: someone did say it was like i think the quote was like this is the best article i've ever read in here so wow yeah there was yeah. That. of course they've only re- read four pages of the magazine ever so <laughs> <laughs> poor jeff these three
1: uh, oh no i wasn't saying it's <laughs> I was just trying to not insult all the other
8: content that we've ever published. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting to rethink some of our uh, flannel graph Sunday school imagery that sticks with us forever.
8: I think it's one of those, it's one of those cases where like you kind of look back at what the Bible says and you're like, and you kind of realize that you've learned just as much about the subject from like popular culture and like media as you have from the Bible. Touched by an angel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I've never seen the show. What? is Angela Lansbury in it. No, oh. the best part. The best part of the show, though, was the fact that if I was at my grandparents house, we would get out of going to Sunday evening church because they liked watching touch by <laughs> an angel. <laughs> oh, Me too. I mean, yeah. practically yeah. the Me same. Me too. Yeah. No way. I, Chad, <laughs> are you yes, <laughs> serious?
0: I'm not kidding. It it I hated Sunday night church. I hated Sunday night but yeah. church. But Touched by an Angel was on, it was an automatic get out of yeah. church card. <laughs>
8: because <laughs> you'd be like, you're like, hey grandma, guess what? Touched by an angel's on tonight. And she'd be like, oh really? And you're like, yeah, too bad. We're going to church. And she'd be like, well, maybe we can just stay home and watch it.
3: <laughs>
1: yes. and, and then do a Bible study afterwards.
8: No, we would just watch that. And that was
1: enough spiritual content. <laughs> but. And that's why we now have to reimagine heaven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, also in the, in the magazine, uh, there's, there's uh, some scuttlebutt out there, some buzz mm-hmm. about, about the uh, Blue Light Jazz movie. That's getting made Uh, podcast listeners, you know, heard an interview that we did with uh, Steve Taylor Mm -hmm. uh, maybe two months ago when they just started shooting. And, and so we decided to talk about the unique dynamic that uh, this, this film has in the fact that, you know, thousands of people actually supported it and invested in it Mm -hmm. to make it possible. So we talked to Steve and, and, um, uh, and Don Miller and talk and, you know, look at kind of the behind the scenes of the making of blue light jazz, which is kind of cool.
8: Yeah.
1: Uh, one thing that I've seen scuttlebutt about is Jonathan Merritt's article, uh, a tea yeah. party gospel, yeah. uh, which of,
7: that is a brouhaha which, on which, the website. <laughs> I was going to say, which we also
1: ran on the website yeah. when the new, um, when the new session in, yeah. started yeah. and, and
8: <laughs> that <laughs> did
1: start a brouhaha.
8: Perhaps the most ironic thing is that uh, this is, you know, a little another little behind the scenes thing. A lot of times if we could do a photo shoot, uh, the photo shoot will come in either before or after the article's written and before like design has seen it so ironically the lead shot is actually the opposite of what is described as a regular tea party candidate Oh, he's young cool, and African American at one point. He's like, these people are old, white and angry.
1: (laughs) We didn't want old, white and angry in the magazine because you know, new readers, newsstand people flip through it. What's this magazine about old, white and angry? Yeah. Didn't really want that impression even subconsciously. So we decided to go the other direction with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of the big things we talk about is reject apathy and, and we had a fascinating opportunity to have an author, Kelsey Timmerman, um, Go and spend time in uh, some of the slums in Nairobi. and it was eye opening for him, but he's not a believer. Um, and it was just really eye opening for him, like what how this impacted his perspective on faith. and
7: yeah, because you know, he talked I mean, he just saw a very vibrant faith in the slums, and he spent he spent some nights there and um time with different families and just really saw like, what he would describe as you know something that just really humbled him and and gave him a new perspective on on what faith looks like um outside of his very american context so. mm-hmm.
1: really interesting uh, another uh, group that we spotlight or oh, and it's not even a spotlight, but have an in-depth feature talking to is hillsong united uh, they have or they are releasing a new album um in i think next week
7: february fifteenth
1: Oh, so three. Okay. Yeah. So Feb 15, it's a departure for them of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're known for their live worship albums. This is a studio album and it's a lot of not traditional worship format type songs, which is interesting. Um, so we talked to them about a number of things, including making a new album, but uh, also Joel Houston, the lead, kind of the face of Hill, Hillsong mm-hmm. United, though he would bristle if you heard me say He's that. He's their
7: creative director.
1: But he recently moved to New York to be part of the church plant, the Hillsong Church plant mm-hmm. in New York City. And he is splitting his time six months and six months between living in New York and Sydney, hmm. which is really interesting. Very
7: interesting, And of course, traveling all over the place.
1: Yeah. They so. tour, when they go on a tour, they don't tour around the Southeast or right. even the entire US. Their tour will entail every continent. And it's just normal for them to have yeah. 20 hour plane rides. Yeah. And they don't tour in a bus. They tour in a plane.
7: I do think... Um, when we talked to them one of the things that really struck me is just that even though they're doing all of that they're still very rooted in their church ministry and Mm -hmm. that's still kind of their focus somehow even though they're they're touring the world so
1: well here check out uh, their first single from their new album which is called Aftermath And the last feature in the in the issue is uh, Rachel Held Evans wrote. Um, th- it's called "Why Faith Needs Doubt," and it's five tips to help you through a dark time in your faith.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she just talks a lot about. I mean, there's she talks a lot about her own story of kind of being that super Christian who agreed with who knew everything and could answer all the questions. To you know.
1: Is, is super Christian like an actual category you can attain yeah, if you know enough? It mm-hmm. is.
7: You get a certificate in the mail. From I, I'm surprised you didn't get one. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm just an administrator. I'm not a super Christian. Yet. <laughs>
7: um, And her story is familiar to many of us probably. She went to college and kind of had her faith rocked a little bit. And um, she just talks about how that uncertainty, that time of uncertainty has really led her to a stronger faith in the long run. And she gives tips to... Um, when you're kind of in that time of uncertainty how to come how to come through that strong
8: well i think one of the interesting things too is um and something i feel like rachel and a lot of our favorite authors are doing right now is uh, like for so long it was like well i mean like growing up it was like you know you never questioned stuff but then like when you started questioning stuff it was like okay now you have permission but then it was like you had permission to throw all this stuff out or challenge it all, but it was like, well, how do you put it back together? Right. Um, and I feel like that's what this piece does really well. Um, and some of the other like, writing we've had recently is um, like, yeah, you have permission to doubt, but like, you know, what do you do when you deconstruct it? Like you have to have something at the end. Right. So
0: I graduated college with Rachel.
8: Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah
0: that's right.
7: Yep.
8: She's a really cool girl.
1: So that wraps up kind of the the main parts of the issue. There's a lot more to it. You should check it out. Um, There's kind of a big announcement. We we, starting, I I saw the thing go out this week. Uh, If you subscribe to Relevant now, you'll get not only the six issues every year, but subscribers now will get four albums throughout the year with their subscription. And it's only $15. Mm -hmm. So one album would be $15. You get four albums, and six issues of the magazine for 15 bucks. If you go over to relevantmagazine.com, right there in the top right-hand corner is the subscribe offer, and you can click on it, and all the info is right there. The the albums are are exclusive albums for our subscribers. They are um, the next evolution of something we've done a few times over the last few years, which is the live from the Relevant Podcast CD. Uh, This next iteration will not only include it's kind of more half and half. Half of them will be some unreleased live performances from the podcast. So your John Mark McMillan, uh, Love Drug. Uh, in fact, Love Drug actually tweeted about the album today. <laughs> uh, Sleeping at Last, House of Heroes, Josh Geralt, they're all on there. Songs you haven't heard before. Uh, but also we have been working with labels to get exclusive B-sides, maybe some uh, singles before they're released. Mm-hmm. So it's it's music you won't want to miss out on. And the first edition's available now immediately for download when you subscribe. And then whenever the new edition comes out throughout the year, so it'll be four times throughout the year, uh, you'll be contacted and you can have access to download them. So um, it's, it's definitely worth, uh, it's just an, another reason to subscribe to the magazine. Uh, it's really great music. And for all of you current subscribers, no, you're not being left out. Now your relevant subscription comes with access to each of our new albums. So as long as you're an active uh, subscriber, you get access to the new album as it releases. So uh, it's our gift to everybody, (laughs) not just the new people (laughs) go check out the magazine. And if you, uh, if you, if you want to, if you're one of these people who want to try before you buy, you can, If you go to uh, the website right now and scroll down about three quarters of the page, there is a digital issue right there, and you can actually flip through the pages and zoom in and look at it that way if you need to kick our tires, as it were, Mm -hmm. but then subscribe. Okay, well, that'll do it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Elizabeth and the Catapult. So the person singing is Elizabeth and the... That was the Catapult. Just so you know. Elizabeth and Catapult. The song is You and Me. No? No? No good? Oh. <laughs>
3: Sorry.
1: It's playing right now on Relevant FM, but if you'd like to see the Catapult, you can watch the video on Relevant TV. It's time for feedback. Last week, we asked you to send us links to some of your, some of your favorite online videos. Now, now what prompted this, this question? I'm trying to actually remember last week's podcast.
4: Uh, I believe someone was predicting that YouTube was about to become huge. I, I got a hunch about this. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Chad, what was it? What what, what
0: prompted this? I don't know. It was... Okay, I remember. You guys had said there was a lot of links like in slices. Oh, yeah. Like the Ted Williams story, the the golden radio voice, homeless man. We were uh,
4: recommending a lot lot of slices. So we wanted to hear your
1: recommendation. That's right. That's right. right. Okay, so a bunch of you posted really funny links. Uh, Some of you not so funny, but a bunch of you posted (laughs) some really funny links. We can't play them all. So we're just going to do three. They're not even necessarily the three best. They're just three. (laughs) Um, But here's a few of them. Okay, so Kevin Bortz posted a link for the best cry ever. The link's on the page, so you can go get it. Let me set up what you're about to hear. It's some sort of TV show, I guess, or an intervention show or something like that, probably an intervention, where the son, who's like adult, young adult age, says to the father, I still love you, and then you hear the father's Response <laughs> to that, to that, to those words it, being uttered.
2: Okay. And, and let's preface this: there's nothing funnier than human agony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Jesse. in my heart,
2: I still love you. <laughs>
4: it's the sound of the father. Is it in slow motion? No. no. I'm just kidding <laughs> The son, by the way, uh, after that cry Just changed his mind <laughs> He's like, never mind <laughs> Okay, what's another one? Okay, this one is is
2: a, a, Some sort of flute prodigy Playing uh, the Super Mario theme It's impossible to hear the Mario theme song In any format, and not smile I'll say that as well Alright, try to keep a straight face, people
3: Hear a little bit.
4: What's, what's amazing about that is he's beatboxing while he's playing the flute, and on top of that, he is actually playing Super Mario Brothers. Like, that's, <laughs> he's playing the flute, he's beatboxing, he's beating, and he's
2: beating like the last cast.
4: He's on, but, yeah, he's on like the fifth level. It's amazing. Oh,
2: well, I, I, I like how this guy managed to uh, spit a lot. Know. Yeah he, yeah, he 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 up the first that he there's only one way to increase the amount of spit flying around while you're playing a flute, and that's to beatbox while playing a flute.
4: Yeah, there's a splash section in front of his uh, front row performance.
2: <laughs> and and also, there's only one way to make playing flute dorkier, and that's to play video game songs. While playing <laughs> <the flute. laughs> okay,
1: and last but not least, uh, just the third. There's dozens and dozens posted. Uh, uh, JD posted a video called My Name is John Daker. And what this is, is it's a uh, kind of a uh, public access gospel show from the late 70s. And the host lady is sitting at an upright piano and she leans to her side to talk into her microphone in between songs. And then she brings different people on to sing a song. So apparently John Daker comes on to sing a hymn and it doesn't go that well. Here
0: it is. And
6: it's
8: Christ the Lord is risen today, and he's going to do Amora too, okay? <laughs> <laughs>
5: My name is John
8: Dacre.
0: He's already off to a bad start.
2: Lord is risen today,
8: <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah.
5: Sons of men
2: and just held the spir- piano's attitude. <laughs>
8: Miserable. When the moon hits your eye like What's a beach on it <laughs> some more ring. <laughs> some more ring. <laughs> Bells will ring, tingle-ling-ling, tingle ling and the bell ding. Moray just knows one word. What happened
7: if I had to sing the song? (laughs)
8: She's just
2: going. Not He's just doing syllables right now. (laughs)
5: some more <laughs> The look on his face is like he's getting a colonic Me, but you see back in old Napoli,
8: that's
3: Is that old gospel too I didn't know about? <laughs> well, it,
1: it, it was... Um, Written by the Italian church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Protestant <laughs> the church. The Catholic it, it, church. It, it, no, the Protestant church in Italy. They had to have their own hymns yeah. since the Catholics kind of hogged the spotlight
0: there. Yeah, they did. so <laughs> For a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't that just feel like like church growing up, special music during the offering?
1: Yeah, we prepare to be blessed, my, everyone. My, my, uh, my church went, was a little better than that. I
0: went to an old Baptist
4: church and you'd have people stand up there and forget the words every week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, you know what? Because excellence didn't matter back in the day. It was just about the heart. That's right. Right. Just about the heart. Back to the man. Right. Now, no. th- no. no. no, now the heart doesn't matter. Right. It's just about excellence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah,
2: does it sound good? All
1: right. Definitely uh, do yourself a favor, clear off your afternoon, and head over to last week's podcast and uh, the episode page at our website and check out all the links. It's good times. Um, okay, so it's time for this week's editorial question of the week.
5: Editorial Question of the Week.
1: Hey. Okay, well, as you know, think looking back at that segment where we looked at the new issue of relevance. Uh, One of the features that we mentioned is in the magazine, uh, boldly predicts guaranteed guarantees for 2011. Even if you haven't seen the magazine, as long as you listened to last week's edition of the podcast, you know, we also had Jesse's predictions for 2011. Very bold, very bold predictions. Now we wanted to know from you how you think culture will change in the next year. It's not exactly a prediction of some wackadoodle doodle thing. I'm saying, how do you think culture will change in the next year? Um, we want to know what you think. Go over to the podcast episode page on relevantmagazine.com and give us a, trad- a, a prediction of something, whether it's big, it's little, funny or serious, a way that you think 2011 culture will change. Go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And right there in the comments, leave your answers for how do you think culture will change in 2011? We will read our favorite answers on the podcast next week. If you would like to call in to the podcast hotline, you can call 407-660-1411. It's extension 126. And you can leave us a message there and we will play it on next week's podcast. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Uh, Many thanks to Green River Ordinance for talking to us. Make sure to check out their latest EP, the Morning Passengers EP, Acoustic Sessions, uh, at their website, greenriverordinance.com. And uh, you can pick up the new issue of Relevant at many fine retailers nationwide, including most Barnes & Nobles and others. Uh, Or you can go to relevantmagazine.com and get a subscription for only 15 bucks, and you get four albums on top of that. It's a great deal. Wow. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Luhan Lovelace.
2: <laughs> I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad oh, wait, Michaels. I'm John Dacre. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's Chad Michaels-Navely. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.
2: If people are still listening up to this point, they hold the law in high integrity.